ladies, I'm Jasmine Williams, a real estate investment coach and financial womanpreneur. I'm here to prove that you have what it takes to make a killing through real estate investments and home ownership. Welcome to the Women Wealth Impact Podcast, a girlfriend's guide to financial freedom, home ownership, and investing. Does this sound too good to be true? I'm right here as proof that it's possible. Just a few years ago, I was a single mom living paycheck to paycheck, desperately trying to keep it all together. After learning more about money planning, I saw the amazing potential in my finances and I've never looked back. I've seen far too many women battling to build a legacy that they can be proud of, and it all comes down to getting your personal finances in check. But for that, you need a growth strategy, which begins with understanding what's stunting your financial progression. We'll cover how to start from scratch and what it takes to get your finances in alignment with your goals. I'm proud of you for taking the initiative to listen. This is going to be your first step. Welcome to the green community. Let's get started. Hi, my name is Jasmine Williams, and I want to welcome you all to the Women Wealth Impact Podcast. I am so excited to have you all here, and I can't wait to pour into you all and really build community around the things that we need the most help with, which is building our wealth, getting financial literacy, and really learning how to invest our money. I am so excited because this is a really new journey for me. I wasn't sure if it was something that people really wanted, if they really needed it, but we did survey and we asked the questions and folks want to know, especially women, they want the women version of how to get into investing. They want to know how to build their wealth. They want to know how to plan their money. And so I'm here to give you a girlfriend's guide, just something that's just basically like, girl, get it together. This is how you do it. These are the steps. And I really can't wait to share this with you all. Today, I am extremely excited because I get to share my first episode with my firstborn daughter. And she is What's that? Your favorite daughter. And your favorite daughter. I get a chance to share this episode with her. And it's really special because not only is she my favorite daughter, but she was early on a part of why I knew I needed my journey to be even more impactful and meaningful because I knew that I needed to set the example for her so that she can go through and be able to have an even better journey as she develops her life and grows her family and her businesses and things like that. So please stay tuned. We're going to go and deep dive into my story. And Briere is a huge part of that story. So for sure, you guys are in for a treat today and she's going to chime in and really let us know the real deal so that you guys know that this journey is something that was real, something that I went through, something that I was able to triumph through and we're still going through it. We're still doing life and trying to figure out the ways. So for sure, Briere is here to assist. Just so you guys know, Briere is a member and the chief of staff of our company, our family company, JW Consulting. So she for sure has an integral part of how she contributes to our company. And so I'll let her explain that in a little bit. So the journey really started, graduated from high school in Minnesota, Minneapolis. And as I did that, I got on a plane the next day and moved back to Philadelphia. So I'm originally from Philadelphia. My mother got remarried and she decided that 
when she got remarried, we moved out to the Midwest. I finished high school there and then immediately came back because all of our family and friends and everything was already established here started at Drexel University and attended Drexel University in the international business program. And so was doing well, met a guy, and then Breer came. Automatically, unfortunately, paused my college career to go ahead and make sure that Breer was able to have her mom present all the time. And so I went right into being a property manager. So being a property manager was definitely a different pace from being, as a teenager, I held jobs like camp counselor and lifeguarding, but property manager was like, a real thing. And so I managed property in Center City, Philadelphia, and it was an experience for sure, but I also got a lot of real life. The property was for women that were transitioning from being homeless. So in addition to dealing with the mechanics of the property, I was also dealing with the social work of helping women transition from being homeless. So Briere was a part of the, that that experience. And I think that, what was your take on that, Brie? Because a lot of times you had to come to work with me or all of the things. It was a different experience to just actually come to work with you every day. Because most kids, they just get to go with their grandmas, but you had me, it was just me and you for a long time. Seeing you work and stuff like that definitely had an influence on me in a good way. Oh, in a good way. Good. Okay. And so- we So from there, unfortunately, Breer's father was killed. And so it put us on to being on our own. I had my son. And so we were definitely completely on my own trying to navigate. At this time, Breer was in the first grade. Let me rewind a little bit. I had purchased my first home, which was a duplex in East Oak Lane, Pennsylvania. And the great thing about the duplex was that it was, I was able to have a tenant that helped me pay the rent right after I purchased it. I had my son and unfortunately I was out of work for about a year or two. And so the duplex, having the tenant downstairs, I was able to cover the mortgage. I was on unemployment. Unemployment was able to keep the lights on and some food on the table. And I was just trying to like make my way into being a realtor from that point. But it was definitely a struggle from the beginning because trying to figure out how to juggle. Then fast forward to Briere starting her first day of first grade. And it turned out that she had 50 people in her class. So it was like, okay, my daughter, the quiet girl, that type of thing, her trying to navigate in a school, a classroom of 50 children, it just wasn't suitable. So we went and she was able to start at a private school. And so it was even more, it was just sacrifice after sacrifice of trying to figure this out. And so she started at the private school. We went ahead and got that going, but then it was found that Briere needed some special support with dyslexia. And so with her needing that and trying to juggle the private school and then a therapist, because in private schools, they don't have to provide the support services. You have to pay for them separately. It was definitely one of those things that I don't know how, or I don't, yeah, it was just one of those things I couldn't do. So it was suggested that we move to a different county so that we could take advantage of better schools so that she could get the help that she needed, but I would be paying for it in a different way. So I would purchase a home and pay for it in my real estate taxes versus paying for private school and just 
trying to juggle a therapist and things like that. So it was a lot. So we moved into a different county trying to get that support. The first county that we moved into, it was actually not a really good experience. Rear, we moved into to Bucks County, which is uh, north of Philadelphia, and it wasn't a good experience. We experienced a lot of, I'll say, racial tension. And so we moved from there to Montgomery County, which was a much better experience. And Briere was able to really settle down and get the help that she needed so that she can thrive in things like that as far as her education. So fast forward to all of those years of bouncing and trying to figure it out. I have a very supportive family, but my family does not or did not understand how and why I was on this vision to become a business owner or entrepreneur. They just was like, I come from a very long line of women who have had longstanding jobs as teachers and principals and administrators and city workers and things like that. That was really the natural path for me to go because that's what I saw. But I just found that I was just unemployable. I was just one of those people that really was not able to stay in a job for a very long period of time because I felt like I could be doing something more. And so I started consulting with folks, trying to help them start their own businesses. And I'm just like, you know what, Jasmine, you need to start your own business. And in the meantime, really figure out your path. So during all this time, I got my life to sell real estate. And once I did that, it was just like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And there was a lot of tough, long years of me trying to figure out how to generate business as a realtor, generate business and sell real estate. And it was not easy. That path was with two small children on my own. Not even that, just the sales techniques and things like that. And I made a lot of mistakes, honestly. I didn't necessarily just walk into this career of showing million dollar houses or anything like that. It was a lot of trial and error that I went through, but I'm glad that I went through it because it molded me into the businesswoman that I am today. And it gave me all of the experiences that I could need to help clients be able to succeed even better than what I could ever imagine if I hadn't gone through what I did. Then we get get to the point where I am have this business, managing it, making okay, decent money, but not really knowing how to manage my finances. And so all of this is going on. Briere, did you even realize that any of this was going on? I'm just like, did you even realize like any of like all of the, all of these things I'm just like juggling. And I didn't really realize everything that you like were like doing with your business and stuff. And so I started actually working in your company about a year or two ago. Okay. So I guess that's that's good and bad because I think that a lot of times as parents, we can try to shield our children from our hardships, but also I think that they need to see what we're doing so that if they need to fall back on some of the things that we are teaching them, then it'll be a lot easier because of the, they've experienced it. Going through trying to juggle, actually went through a lot of stress, a lot of depression, actually, because I didn't know how to manage my finances. I was making money, but as soon as I was making it, it was going out the door. And while that could be good for, in some cases, 
for me, it was not because I wasn't keeping any of the money that I was making. It was literally going to pay bills and I didn't know how to make my money grow. A couple years ago, I guess maybe about five years ago, as of this date, I decided that I was not going to live in that, let my finances put me in a cage. I decided that I was really going to take not only charge of my finances, but I was going to set myself up and my finances to be able to be set up for my children and their children. And I made that a determining factor for myself. And I'm still on that mission and I'm not going to stop, but it took a lot of planning. So it started with me money planning, doing my budgets, trying to figure out how I can make more money and then figuring out how to invest for. So for a few years, I focused and worked on my credit, trying to figure that those things out, even though I was a homeowner, it was still like just things that I just didn't understand. And then I went and I dived deep. I basically went through and interviewed all of my colleagues that I knew were having some success with building wealth. And they were ready to pour into me because they knew that I was going to just take the torch and run with it. And from there, it was just on. And so once I decided that I wanted to do that, of course, real estate was going to be that natural progression because I had helped at that point, hundreds of women become homeowners. So I knew that I know this process of purchasing a property inside and out. I just need to do it for myself. And I went ahead and I purchased my first property. I actually had already had an investment property, but it was turnkey. There was a tenant that was already in there. I didn't have to do any of the construction or any of the things. It was just like, this is a property. Do you want it? That type of thing. I then purchased a property from my best friend and he sold me a property that needed renovations and help. And you guys will definitely hear about this property because it was like my first renovation and just trying to figure out all of the things, becoming a general contractor, trying to figure out the numbers, having all the subs and everybody coming in. And so we went through and got that project done. He sold it to me for $12,000, I believe. And I put about 35 dollars to $40,000 into that project. And from there, the project, particular home is worth over $120,000, $25,000 right now. And it brings me in about $950 a month in rental income. So it's definitely possible. That was one of the very first. I'm now up to about 10 properties that we have in our rental portfolio. And we just keep cash flowing and keep being able to have the rent really pay for our lifestyle. Fast forward to teaching and starting to coach people because I have been a consultant and a coach um, and not really calling myself a coach, but really been a consultant from the beginning. I went ahead during the pandemic, I learned how to be a, become a course creator and I wanted it to be something that women were able to tap into to be able to be effective with investing in real estate. And I wanted to be able to explain it to them so that they weren't getting all jumbled up and didn't know what to do. I wanted it to be straightforward so that they could go ahead and take action right away. And it worked. <laughs> I went ahead and put an announcement out on my Facebook. And I was like, listen, I'm going to start talking about real estate and start documenting it. Is anybody interested in hearing what I have to say? 250 people responded. 
And it was like, okay, so there's a need, right? And so from that point forward, I've grown my rental portfolio. And in addition to that, I have grown the number of women that I'm able to help and coach and mentor as they move along in their own investing journey. This has started a whole movement of women that are just like, you know what, I am not going to just take a back seat on what we need to do as far as building wealth. I am going to go ahead and really spearhead this. And you know what? It's been one of those things that's been amazing to see. Bria, what are some of the things that if you had to name maybe about three things that you've learned being in this environment, Bria has just graduated from high school and she has come to work for our company and she's like getting into the groove. What are some of the things that you've seen work as you're looking at mommy do all the things? Consistency, I think, because before... Even in like high school, I would just pick up something and not like really go with it. But as I see like with your course and your coaching and stuff, once you're like, once you became consistent with it and really put yourself, put your mind into it, you helped a lot of people. Consistency is definitely something I learned is effective. Anything else? You're not that nice of a ball. You're my only employee. That's because I'm, in addition to me telling you that you need to get the work done, I'm also telling you to straighten up your room. So that's probably why you say that. Yeah. So one of the things that I was able to do for Briere around her 19th birthday is, you want to tell this story, Brie? You tell it better. No, you tell the story about how you sent me a text at six o'clock in the morning and said, Hey mom, can you buy me a luxury car? And I said, a luxury car. I drive a Toyota. What are you talking about? And then what happened? It wasn't so extravagant. It was, it was just a nice little a bend. Yeah. No. So what did I say to the car? You said no, but you said if you find, if you know how to finance it, and actually take the time to save some money for it and we'll see so then a couple of days later I'm still like researching how I can make money to get this car because I really wanted the car and I asked her how much would I need to invest in a real estate property like a rental property and she told me ten thousand dollars and that was it I didn't think that she thought much into it afterwards then a week before my birthday she had surprised me with a house to flip and with that money I got from selling and flipping it I would buy another rental property and that will finance my car my dream car and yeah so yeah so basically it was okay instead of me buying this young girl a a luxury car I thought hey let's go ahead and purchase a property to flip go ahead do the improvements she and I work together and then we partner on that property and split the difference after and the proceeds after everything is done. And she can go ahead and put that into an investment property or a rental property so that she could sustain the lifestyle that she wants to live. Briere, as you guys will learn, is has a very luxurious lifestyle that much of a princess. And she definitely has some high standards for herself as she should. But what I want to teach her is that It doesn't always have to be that you have to get a job. You want to have investments set up for yourself so that you can sustain whatever life you want. It's just going to take some sacrifice from the start. And so if I didn't teach her anything else, having this property and having 
more properties to come is really going to be able to set you up so that that equity and that that wealth and all of the things are all grouped together so that you can go through and have businesses. We have a separate LLC for this home so that she can go through and have that income coming in to sustain the whatever she wants to do. And so that's one of the things that I try to do with my children. You'll hear a lot from Briere, but I do have a son, Kai, and he is now 14. And Kai is more interested in the stock market than he is in real estate. And I just think that it's just because of the TikToks and things like that. But you'll definitely hear stories from the both of them and how I'm applying what I am learning to being a mom (laughs) and trying to still figure this thing out. And I just can't wait to share. I'm so glad that you guys have tuned in and I pray that you guys continue to to tune in so that we can continue to grow. Ask as many questions as you need to. Please don't feel that you can't. Make sure you join our Facebook community, which is which is named the Women Wealth Impact Podcast Community. And you'll be able to post your questions there. We'll have discussions and we'll be able to get everything demystified. Because when I tell you that a lot of the things that we are needing to do when it comes to our finances are just really small, simple steps, believe me, it's not as hard or as difficult as it may seem. And my goal is really to be able to help you get through that and navigate. So I appreciate your time. I can't wait to grow with you guys and get to know you all better. Thank you for tuning in. I'm so happy that you joined me for this episode of the Women Wealth Impact Podcast. If you can take anything away from today, I hope you know that your financial future is in your control and I'm living proof. Home ownership and real estate investing is for every woman. And I would love it if you would take some time to share this podcast to help others feel empowered and in control of their future too. Take a screenshot of the podcast and share it on your Instagram. Tag me at Green Real Estate Mom so we can connect. On Facebook, join the Green Everything community so that we can chat about the latest episode. See you next week.